Thornail. Thornail. Goddamn. Goddamn. It, it's hard to talk about this. This match. Even though it was like what? Couple days. Four days after the performance. After this match. It should be already alright. But it still hurts to talk about this match. Yes, City had a great performance and great, great for them. I really, you know, take my hat off and praise all the praise that I can to the City side of this game. Because they were incredible. They were lethal, they were fast, they were passionate. And this God of Honor definitely made them feel even angrier they were, than they were before. And they decided to stick it up to all Liverpool supporters and Liverpool team. And great for them. Liverpool, on the other hand, they they just didn't appear in the football pitch. They walked through the Guard of Honor and they decided to go back to home. To celebrate. To drink a little bit more. And as a Liverpool supporter, it still pains me to talk about this match. After the match was over, I hate... I had this emotion like, oh, god damn it. Oh my god, that was embarrassing, but it was never to the extent of if we wouldn't win the league, you know, if we would still f were fighting for the for the Premier League title, that would be just that would be just awful. It would be oh, it would be so painful. But even though we already won the the league, even though we already are Premier League champions. Some people are saying that because of this, you should relax and not pay attention to this loss. And I'm glad that you can feel that way, you know. I'm kind of jealous. I wish, I wish I could just feel nothing after that loss. You know, just a little bit, oh, here and there, but otherwise it's okay. I think, I think that losing is alright. It's part of the game. You win, you draw, you lose. And this this is absolutely fine. There's nothing ashamed nothing, there's nothing to be ashamed after losing one game. Of course there's nothing to be ashamed, but being embarrassed Well that's a completely different thing, don't you think so? If you're being embarrassed Oh god, if you're being embarrassed, you should at least try to step up and show them that you are no longer a kid, that you can slap around and do whatever you want. No, you're a man, you're standing up, you're saying you're the champion. You're saying to them, shut the fuck up, know your place, and at least, at the very least, show that you care, show your passion. They will see this in this game. Well, first 20 minutes, yeah, I thought it was incredible, you know, it was back and forth, back and forth, very fast-paced, sometimes no midfield game. We had our chances with Salah hitting the post, they had their chances. But something was a little bit off, you know, you could see that Rob is still flivering around, couldn't do anything right from time to time. You see, the trend was a little bit off, the midfield wasn't fully ready, and only Van Dyke was like, what the hell is going on? 
You know, I'm, I'm staying strong and still, but what the hell is going on here? And of course, we all heard a lot of memes about Joe Gomez and Sterling. Sterling needed to give God of Honor to Mr. Joe Gomez. And it was fun and games, but the reality was that Sterling was in Joe Gomez's hat. After their little fight at the beginning of the season, or in the middle of the season, it's, it's hard to tell whether it was because of this whole quarantine shit. He was in his hat, and he, he gave away the penalty. There was definitely was a penalty. It was 100% a penalty. He was grabbing his everything, basically, and put him down. Yes, Sterling a little bit showed off, a little, a little bit of a spin after he fell down. But that's all right. That's that's football net these days, you know. Here comes the penalty, and here comes the crash of the Liverpool. The mentality just changes completely from being able to create something quite frequently in a couple of minutes like five minutes and we're creating one chance it doesn't necessarily need to be a shot but at least we're creating after this we're going down it's one nil it's kevin de bruyne and since that oh god oh god we need a god we need some help that's exactly what i thought because then, City easily started to find more space. After that, Robertson showed that Steve, he's still rough after lockdown. He's still drunk after celebration. And we joked about this too, but it was a very bad performance. And it even showed an Aston Villa game that happened last, last night. That Robertson still wasn't fully ready, you know. And this this was just embarrassing. Uh, watching your team being smashed so easily. Kevin De Bruyne showed to every single fan, no matter who the hell you support, in Arsenal, Liverpool, City, he showed that he is the best midfielder in the Premier League and possibly the best midfielder in the whole world. And that's that's hard to doubt this. Then the second goal, again a little bit of brilliance from the whole team. Then the fourth goal, oh god, that was that was painful to, to look at. I really don't want to talk in details about this match. I'm not sure whether I will, but I can tell you like the, some facts. We already talked about our boy Robo. We're not going to talk about Robo, at least try not to. Trent, 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 Trent. You know, we're very much relying on Trent on every single match, you know. He is our creativity from time to time. The only creativity. We give him the ball, expecting him to cross it out to a robo or to the attacking side, you know, to our front three. And then we're gonna score. But from time to time, we see that he can have his off games. And when he has his off games... God damn, everything goes to shit. It's it, it, we already seen this couple of times this season, and today it was exactly the same. You know, he had some good passes, 
but nothing really stood out. You remember a couple of fails, so yeah, for sure, but nothing sharp, nothing memorable in terms of creativity. Same goes for our attack because Jesus Christ, Saul and Mona Firmino, you are boys, but if you have an awful game, we're gonna talk about this. Mane, oh my god. His first touch was horrendous, you know. A couple of times he could have shoot or at least get the ball and then created something. Uh, but <laughs> either he gonna punch the ball with his knee, either he gonna, I don't know, just tackle it away to the city player. Either he just gonna miss the ball completely. <laughs> and it happened every single time. Every single time we had a little bit of the moment, we just fucked it up. It was just... Oh... Salah... He had his moments, but he was either afraid to shoot, either not ready, you know, he needed more time, that's why he was wasting a little bit more time and a little bit more and a little bit more than BAM! The BAM... The bell. <laughs> the ball is already not. In Liverpool's hand, it's it goes to City and they go in, into the counter-attack and what do we see? Oh my god, they shit in Ontario, they, they just, they're just dominating. Firmino, I could have said that he was the positive, but not really. Yeah, he had his moments when he goes deeper, tries to create something, but shooting, shooting this season was tough for Firmino. He had his awful series when he just couldn't score at all, if I remember, away. And that was just shocking, you know. But he, whenever we needed him, he would stood up at Anfield or in the World Cup or even in the Champions League. But we still see that Bobby this season and shooting not the best friends. Uh, it's, uh, it's tough, that's basically what this podcast video is going to be all about, that was tough. It gives a lot of fans expectations for the future, bright expectations, because next season probably going to be very, very competitive, because Chelsea, as I talked before, are looking very, very good, City... Make a couple of signings, sell some players, no injuries, and if there's going to be a transfer ban or transfer, a Champions League ban, you know they're going to focus completely on the Premier League. And yes, some players might leave because, well, if it's only one season, then maybe they're going to stay, you know, some big players. But if it's like three-year ban for the Champions League, you might expect some big names to say goodbye. But if it's going to be a transfer ban for one year, they're going to sell some players. They already sold Larry Sonnen. They're going to buy someone in defense, someone who can play a left-back or left-back and center-back, someone who can play... I don't think they're going to buy someone in the midfield, actually. They have fallen. But maybe someone in attack because of Larry Sonnen going to Bayern Munich. And... I think they might win Premier League. Liverpool, you know, as I said before again, they need to buy two or three players and then 
they're ready to evolve, they're ready to do the same thing that they did against Aston Villa, so play like shit for first half, but in the second, because of the physique and the um, of the mentality, they're ready to strike again and win the game. You know, it doesn't matter how long we're going to wait, we're still going to be able to win. But whoever's saying that next season's going to be for Liverpool in the same fashion, I think they are wrong. It's going to be closer to the typical Premier League, where you don't know who's going to win unless it's the last, like, what? 10 to 5 games of the season. Here you already see who is most likely going to win. And I think Chelsea, Liverpool, City, United, if they're going to make the right transfers, all going to be in the conversation. You're also going to look at the teams like Wolves, if they're not going to sell anyone. They're definitely going to try to snitch some points from the big teams so they could go to the Champions League. It's only the natural progression if you stay in Europa League for a couple of seasons and it seems that they're going to end up in the Europa League once again this season. Of course, they're going to want to go to the Champions League and they want to shine. And, and that's going to be very, very interesting to watch. But I hope... I hope that, of course, Liverpool going to win the league, but I hope that Liverpool will not will not go for the same path as they did this summer. Well, I mean, this, this season summer. So they basically didn't buy anyone and expected more from the squad. And if at the beginning of the season it was questionable that right now we all know there was the right call. We didn't need anyone and we played, played great for the whole season. Well... How, how great. We play like shit from time to time. We play brilliantly from time to time. But we always knew that we have this mentality and physicality to win at the last minute. But it's fair to say that it might be not the same next season. Yes, we're going to be able to do this hopefully next season too. But a lot of teams or at least some portion of a team will find the way to break us to at least score one goal and then go down and wait in defense and then we're gonna struggle because this season I always go for example as Aston Villa game yes we were dominating but goddamn it was only the last 10 minutes when they crumble and we finally scored twice and won the game it was a champions performance as many said but it could have go any way around and next season Will we have the same mentality? I hope so, because after the loss from Manchester City, our mentality should increase, and we're going to say, all right, you saw this? You saw what he did to you? Jurgen Klopp should just say, you embarrassed yourself, and I hope you felt embarrassed. I hope that you never, never, ever in your entire life want to experience the same thing. You're the champions. So how does it feel to be the champion, huh? Does it feel nice? Or does it feel painful because you'll, you, you got fucked 4-0? It could have been 5-6-0. Easily. You should be ashamed. But you, you're worthy of more. You're worthy of being the great champions. 
the consecutive champions year after year after year. The only thing you need to do is get this Oh hooray we are the champions shit out of your mind in play for the three points. Not for the records, not for the title anymore. For the three points, three points, three points. Of course, for the great game, because we should be able to produce it. But it's going to be tough this season because we have Arsenal, Chelsea, Brighton is an easy one, but even they, they have something to play for. So they're going to play as Aston Villa. Go down, go in the counter-attack, you know, and expect to score at least one goal, and then... Ho ho ho, even Stryker's gonna be in the defense, and nothing can stop us. So I hope, I hope that Liverpool will learn from this experience. They're gonna buy a couple of players, hopefully let go a couple of players, because I'm not saying that they are bad players like Dejan Lovren or Shakiri or Aregi Lalana, but they are not probably Liverpool players. With Lalana, it's obvious that he's gonna leave for free, and that's a shame because you would love to get some money from the Premier League champion player. Uh, but Lovren, Shakiri, I would say Aregi, and I know it's gonna be controversial. But I will. I asked some people why we should keep Origi, and a lot of people responded like, he's the symbol. And I was like, yeah, he's the symbol of that game, that season, but the symbol probably not going to win you the match against Manchester City. And you can say, but he won us the game against Barcelona, and yes, you're right. He won us the game against the Newcastle, I remember this too, yeah. But he is a big big games player from time to time. So it means when Firmino, for example, is injured, he is ready to step up for his place and he knows that that is his moment and he's gonna give it everything. But the problem is we need the player who's gonna be consistent too. So we can keep him and expect him to shine from time to time. I said that we need to keep him after that Barcelona game but, and after we won the Champions League. But I said that the next season he's going to be a shotgun. They're going to shoot 30% of the time, which means he's going to score, give an assist, or at least have a positive contribution to the game. But 70% of the time he will be average at best. And you should hope that he's going to be average. And we've seen exactly the same thing this year, as I expected. He tries to do something, and you see that he tries, but it just doesn't work. And that's a shame. Yes, he had this great match against Everton when he totally smashed them. He had this great match against Arsenal when he gave us this this win. But we won the penalties and we went through into another stage of the FA Cup. But other than other from this, can you remember any other game when he would actually was good? I'm actually struggling. I know for a fact he scored around like what five, six goals this season. That's not the best scoring result. And of course, you can say he will, he comes out 
20 minutes if he's lucky, you know? And you expect him to play on full of his abilities? Of course no. But I expect him to contribute positively to the game. Which means not scoring, not assisting, even though it would be nice, but at least accurate passes. If you go for dribbling, please complete it. Because most of the time he tried to do this step over the ball and he fails miserably game after game after game then one game he has a successful dribble then he might be scoring at the same game but after this he just pow, disappearing for another couple of games if you're coming out for 20 10 5 minutes whatever that's why i think we can sell him we can keep him as a symbol or most likely as a player who can win us big games, if that's the right call, but we definitely need to sign someone in attack, because, hooray hooray, Shakiri probably gonna leave. He's not, I don't want to say he's not good enough, but that's just reality. He's a good player, he played for the big teams, but he never was that player that's gonna change the game, every single time when he comes out of the bench, or he was never the player for the start in 11. Bayern Munich knew this, we knew this, we bought him as a player who can come in and change the game. And he did it once against Manchester United, this 3-1. You can say, well, he gave an assist in this Barcelona game. Yes, he gave an assist, but other than from that, he was shit. He was shit during that match. He was average during his whole Liverpool career. He was either injured when he comes out, it was clear to see he's not fitting into this Jurgen Klopp side and this Jurgen Klopp system. And it was... It was unfortunate, let's be honest. We all expected more from him. And we hope that he's gonna find another club where he's gonna be maybe the main 11 player. Maybe he's gonna win some trophies. And I wish him all the best. But I don't think he should stay at Liverpool. He has no future. Because now it's clear to see that Jurgen Klopp decided to play Minamina as the winger. That makes me feel that we might not buy anyone in the attacking side. Because we might use Minamina as a winger or as a central forward. As a replacement for Firmino and Salah, for example. But it's hard to say right now, obviously, because he had six months in the club and because of the COVID-19, he didn't play and he didn't train, which is more important, with the main 11. So it, it, it's a little bit hard to criticize him or praise him for something. And of course, Dejan Lovren, well, we should all agree that it was nice to see you here. It was you were great sometimes, you know. It wasn't like he was always awful. No, he had some great games. Borussia Dortmund. I would argue that the Champions League final in Ukraine where we lost was pretty solid from him. He gave an assist to Mane, and none of the goals were pretty much his mistakes. It was Karis. But if we're talking about normal games. <laughs> Yeah, we're talking about normal games where he's probably, for many viewers, one of the worst player on the pitch for Liverpool. And it's 
understandable and it's probably true but you can't criticize him all the time but if we have an opportunity to sell him please do this I know he's a good friend with Mo I know he can be solid and I know that we have problem in the defense I mean that Joe Gomez and Matip are injury prone so you know that they're gonna get injured and as we've seen this season they might get injured at the same time and that's quite annoying, you know, that's quite miserable for us because we need to play Fabinho, who is not the best central centre-back because that's not his natural position. But even worse, we need to play Henderson. We played Henderson this season at least once on this position. It was painful. It was clear to see that he is struggling. He tries to go up, but he needs to stay down. And he wasn't particularly bad. But you see, he struggled a lot. That's why if you're gonna sell him, say Lovren, obviously not Henderson, we're probably gonna buy someone else for the position. And I don't think Koulibaly is the right answer, starting from that he's a leading defender, and he's gonna do the same thing as Van Dijk doing in Liverpool. And that's gonna be just just dumb because you don't want two leading defenders you want one leading and then the other one who you know follows the command it's happening every club Ramos, Varane, uh, Virgil van Dijk, Matip for example uh, whenever you look at it it's always the same so I would say that we need another defender but we don't need Koulibaly per se and not necessarily someone of his height. Obviously, he had a pretty average season, it's fair to say. At the beginning, he was awful. I watched a lot of Napoli games, and he was bad. Right now, he's obviously stood up his game. He's pretty good, but it was clear to see that this season, he really wanted to go to another club. And Napoli had a lot of troubles this season. They had the conflict inside the club and all that shit. But still, I don't think we need Koulibaly per se. But we need another defender who will be able to come in and be solid. Will we be able to get someone? I hope so. Will we be able to get another left back? I don't think so. Unless we're gonna buy a defender who's capable of playing centre-back and left-back. Hope we're gonna find someone like this on the transfer market, because that's pretty tough, no doubt. So can you, as you can clearly see, next season looks very, very interesting. And I hope, I hope that Liverpool will be able to produce some great games and get the result done. Get the, get the game done and win it. Will we be able to smash the league next season? No. Will we be able to put a great fight and hopefully win the league? Yes. But will we be able to evolve without new signings? No. Obviously youngsters are great. Jones, Harvey Elliott, Williams, but... Oh, Kyle Hoover too but it's fair to say that someone like Tiago who we have linked or 
Adama Traore per se, you know, would, would definitely didn't harm our squad. So I hope for the best, but I'm not holding my breath. I really do think that Liverpool is capable of winning another Premier League next season. But we will only see next season. That's it.